Hello everybody, welcome back to LARPs and TARPs. Uh, I'm Morgan, I'm joined today by Kerry. Say hi, Kerry. Hi, hi, Kerry. And Gary. Tom. No. Cool. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge the audience. <laughs> okay, are, hello audience. They're, they're an abstract concept to whom I shall not interact Tom, with. would you like to take your obstinates out of the room? No. <laughs> this, is, this is the kitchen and the living room. Where will I go? Tom's obstinance is... Shush, we're in a very expensive <laughs> podcast studio. We're not. We definitely not in your kitchen slash living room. Yes. Um, and we definitely all have professional studio chairs. I'm not just standing. Um, yeah, welcome back to everyone um, to the podcast, which is 80% Tom's abstinence. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I really hope. We're off to a start. Um, so. <laughs> what am I abstaining? Alcohol? <laughs> Books? Fun? <laughs> well, that's a given. Uh, so yeah, a few weeks ago, no, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a LARP called Three Kingdoms, uh, which if you're a good listener, you'll know because you listen to the pre-LARP episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which we kind of spoke about before, had a little chat about the kind of concept of the Three Kingdoms, and it was very different to LARPs I've done before, like really different. So I sat down to Bedford. It was, so first of all, the thing, the thing, the first thing that was different is a LARP where I'm not camping. So, You're always camp, Morgan. Well, yes, we knew this. Not um, actively, necessarily. Have I ever told you about um, that? That my teacher once called me camp at school. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you were theatre. That camp. doesn't no, seem like it's allowed. We sat around. A, we sat around. A, no, we were sat around a table, and my, the two people I sat with were saying, "You're really camp." And I was like, "That is not true. That is just incorrect." And I said, "Miss, would you say I'm camp?" She looked at me, looked at my friends, pulled her face, and walked off. And I just went, "Miss." Miss, as she walked away. Oh, miss, as she walked away, just like clearly that day was confirmed. Oh, apparently I'm. So she didn't call you camp. She no, just didn't deny she, yeah, the fact exactly. that you clearly were. She, yeah, exactly. She just gave us a look and then walked off. Well, like, teachers is... aren't meant to lie. You can't really answer that question, yeah, well, surely. No, well, I was hoping she'd just say no. Anyway, um, yeah. So south to Bedford, uh, wasn't camping. We were staying in this kind of. So it was like a um, a deconsecrated church. So it was like an old church that had converted into a community centre. And the main kind of central place of the church had these um, bunk rooms kind of cut off from them. So it was a very different. It's much more comfortable to the usual camping in a wet mm. puddle like we had last Especially time. Especially at this time of year. Well, you yeah, didn't get the wet puddle. That's true. You got the wet puddle. I think in my back doesn't usually get this sweaty in a sleeping bag. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> squidge, squidge, squidge. Um, had to be when you took my sleeping bag. Yeah, we were in bunk rooms. There was five of us. Um, so they were all just unisex bunks. And yeah, you kind of go and you're allocated to a room, pick up a little name badge, which I found really useful. So it was uh, so you could remember people's names over the course of the thing. Because the idea was that we all knew each other. Mm. Um, I kept fucking up and asking people, oh, I don't think we've ever met. And then they go, yes, we have. We've been at school together for three years. And I was like, oh, yes, you're correct. You? <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. I'm drunk. <laughs> Sorry, I am making mistakes because I've been here for Oh, I got hit on the head on the way here. Yeah, enough. absolutely. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of like, little name tags and I put on my costume. The centre was really nice. It was nice to be somewhere heated for a LARP. So I remember you telling me in our previous recording about your colour coordination mistake. Yes. So... The three kingdoms of this continent that I've forgotten the name of. Um, Vespar? No, that is the kingdom I'm in. Oh. So the three kingdoms of the continent, there is the kingdom of Vespar, which is your kind of old-fashioned monarchy. They're all kind of like this. Uh, there's a monarch at the top, and then lords and ladies, and then beneath mm. them there's the common folk. Very Dornish. Yeah, it? kind of thing. Uh, except you're born. Except with, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just born this way. 
Um, but we got there and they all have the other oh, there's Bavaria, which is like um modern technology, they have a like democracy. Was that Bavaria? I thought that was the other kingdom. No, Bavaria is like okay. they have like they're like a bit more modern, they have um democracy, they're a bit more egalitarian, and they have kind of new, newer technologies. And then there is Zuskan Expedition, which is kind of like this group that's left the Zusk uh, something called the Zuskan Empire and have set up shop. Basically, in the thing, lads on tour. They're like, yeah, they're like really mercantile, so they make loads of money. Um, the three color schemes are bronze and red for Vespar, silver and blue for Bavaria, and yellow and gold for the Zuskan expedition. I only have blue kit, mm. <laughs> so I got there and I was like, I kind of messaged people. I was like, oh, it didn't really matter if you wear it. And then I got there, and everyone was like, that is very, you look very Bavarian, because <laughs> I was just in bright blue, and I was like. Ah. You can't um, take the Dornishman out of the boy. Yeah, exactly. I was wearing blue and gold. I was like, hmm, this isn't... I mean, the, the style was definitely Vespari, but the colour definitely wasn't. Let me just like cover my... a fashion statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me just cover my bright yellow sun I have on my chest. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it was the thing I made recently, The like the... What's the word? Surcoat that I'd made recently yeah. I was really mm. happy with. So everyone kept complimenting on my buckles. I was like, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, but nonetheless, I managed to... People brought loads of spare kit in the three colours, so mm. I scrambled, like, a red hood and kind of clipped that on. So I had, like, my blue thing underneath and a big red hood over the top, like, that went over my shoulders and then my head. Like, I do find there's down. often a very good community around that with stuff like that and yeah, costume exactly. and kit. And... Yeah, 100%. They brought loads of kit for me. Well, not for, not for me. Not for brought, you, personally. They brought loads of kit for people to use, so I yeah. managed to grab some of that, which was really useful. Did they want to bring the car fillers to hide your skinny legs? No, I just had to have skinny legs all weekend. <laughs> Did anyone comment on your chicken legs? No one commented on my skinny little legs. Oh, because, right, I left my boots at home. Okay. Like a fool. Like a fool. So I had to go get some new boots. Um, so I went to Primark and I found some, like, knee-length boots that were, like, just a little bit too small but fit basically fine, which mostly come with my little chicken legs. section? Clothing no. doesn't have a gender, Gary. Yeah. Just, just curious. I don't. I don't even shop in the men's section. For I don't know. No. What, what were you saying last recording that you surreptitiously looked around? Yeah, I kind of picked up the boots, looked around, <laughs> slipped them on. Yeah, they fit. You're like, then... do I look too camp? Shall yeah. I wear that? Because no, the thing is, it was, it was a really stupid thing. Because it's like they, they just don't look. Yeah, they're just boots. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I did buy men's wellies for Empire just because they were cheaper because yeah. they were labelled as men's. Yeah, there you go. But they were kind of like, I just picked them up. They suited perfectly fine. You, I should probably go away from them. You are the yeah. Primarni prince. Yeah, exactly. All my kit comes from Primark. <laughs> um, well, no, it doesn't. Just my last, last, last minute oh shit kit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's um, an yeah, option. Got those. Uh, so I had my chicken legs. Um, <laughs> and, and then, yeah, so the first kind of thing, they did, so the, the course of the... LARP is Act One on the Friday, which is uh, we've all just we're all graduating from the academy. Um, so the idea is three generations ago there was this massive war between the three kingdoms. Well, technically between Bavaria and Vespar, and then the Zuskan expedition saw this kind of moved in, started selling their wares, and then established their own kingdom. And then at the end of it, uh, the situation was there was Bavaria who was like uh, beat Vespar basically, and Vespar was now the vassal of Bavaria. Bavaria doesn't really like Vespar because they're like, you're too backwards and you treat your commoners improperly. So they've been putting loads of sanctions against Vespar. Um, and then the Zuskan expedition were just another kingdom. There's this treaty written and it was said they're going to make an officer's academy in the middle of the, where all three um, kingdoms meet, where they will send students to train so they will live and work together so that, to prevent a war happening again. Um, and the idea in Act 1 is we've just graduated from that um, college kind of thing. 
So, please do remind the viewers of who you are playing. Remind mm. us of your nice guy. You keep saying viewers, Tom. Well, listeners. listeners. <laughs> hey, hey, if I get enough money, I will uh, put a little show on during our episodes. <laughs> a little show. We'll just record Tom's reactions. Do, do you not know we record in front of a live studio audience? Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot. Get a tan. That would be the fourth one. Like your boots. <laughs> um, so I was playing Sir Istival de Jabay, who was a a knight, basically. It's like really mm. low-ranking nobility. Um, I was... My whole thing was I have seen enough war and I wanted to stop. Everyone thinks of him as a very kindly knight, a very kind man. I was trying to help... Um, and the, the brief is just like, good, let them believe that. But you will do whatever it takes to stop this war. Just because you're done with this shit? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and if war does break out, you will do everything you can to make sure one nation wins above everyone strongly and quickly to end it as fast as possible. Um, you're too old for this shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm done with this. I'm only 20 years old <laughs> and I'm, I'm done, done with, with this, this shit. shit. Um, so, that was my character. How did you feel about playing to a character description and sheet? So that was like a really funny experience. And it was, hmm, it was both useful okay. but also tricky. Did you find it limiting at all? <sighs> limiting is the wrong word because, I mean, overall the LARP was fantastic. Okay. So it's written, yeah. uh, written by this one guy um, who kind of put it together. It's been run three times. And it's quite common to have this kind of lot, really small. Like you have loads of pre-written characters, and the the it was not limiting; it was just very new to me. So to have this idea of like, because even in D and D, you write your own characters, right? Yeah. yeah. And to have this kind of like, right, okay, so this is who I have to play, and it's kind of guiding my decisions. But I think, and this is just stupid on my behalf. I was worried about doing something wrong. Yeah. Which doesn't. I get that. But... It doesn't. You can't. Right. You just role play the character. Um. So it was interesting to play with, uh, and I think I got more comfortable with it as we the more the LARP happened. Um, but I think initially I was like, oh, why have I done anything wrong? Which, again, you, you can't really. It's LARP, unless you're rude. Unless yeah. you become a warmonger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, like you can play, like, really off-character. Yeah, exactly. Or just refuse to acknowledge do. the brief altogether. Yeah. yeah, exactly, I guess. But, yeah, that's kind of... I was trying to... Trying to like, like, if, you're, if you're trying to do it right, then you're... Yeah, you know. exactly. Be a bit sneaky, try and cross some some lines and make sure everything goes all right and then the first kind of thing we do is like a is like a go around a circle say who your real what your real name is what your character name is mm. um so everyone knows who they're talking to when i said and they all are like a line to describe your character and i said i'm morgan i'll be playing istaval de Chabay, and i'm just like a really nice guy just a nice guy just a really kind nice guy and everyone was like anyone that came to the last couple of runs know that that's knows that that is bullshit and i was like oh so, god is it the same characters every time same characters but obviously every time. you get a different different player oh that's interesting it is and from the conversations i had after the lap finished every single game is so different yeah because it's different people's interpretations so, different things is happen. it like sort of like parallel universes of the same time thing or, yeah there's as no opposed to like an ongoing plot there's no justification for it it's just kind of like the three runs of doing it but yes if you so, like but it is that's the same time. It's the same thing every single time. I'm yeah. picturing it's like yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's what I'm. Th- I'm thinking of like you know those like when do they do a special episode of a film or a TV show oh, or whatever yeah. where they jump to a different time like yeah because to I different feel parallel universes and the same things happening but with different people. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could see it like that, but I think it's more just like you're playing a board game three times. 
Yeah. Okay. So when you play like I like my way better. Yeah, but like yeah, <laughs> but like it's not like there's any consideration of the fact there's three worlds going at the same time. It's just we're playing. Oh no. Exactly. Um, but yeah, basically. But I mean, if you were in one of those parallel universes, you wouldn't know anyway. Well, so. yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for three different players play every time. I spoke to a few people who play different characters, but mm. I didn't meet any of the former Jubes, which was a shame because it would be good to be like, what did you do with it? Um, but yeah. yeah, and then we had a few questions to answer in character. So it's like. Um, at this end of the hall, can we get people that want a war? And at this end of the hall, can we get people that don't want a war? Uh, so I went right to the other end, like mm. out of the room, because I was like, do not make a war. We do not want war. And like then, clinging to the wall. Yeah, like, exactly. If um, someone that's just, I just want a little bit of war, you know, just a, yeah, bit the, of, well, just a little what, bit. That's where the war properties were. <laughs> me- meandering in the middle. <laughs> yeah, there was a few people meandering in the middle. And then it was who thinks war will happen. And quite a few people thought war would happen. I was like optimistic-ish that you wouldn't but you're like you're still touching the wall but you're not pressed up against yeah, exactly. it exactly <laughs> no I was much more close to the middle because I was like I think it's a possibility that I need to fight against but I don't think it's certain yet whereas yeah. a lot of people like war is happening like you think it's possible enough that you're kind of worried about it and you're going to yeah. actually step in and try and avoid it yeah exactly and it's worth saying this is like your character because we all know war's going to happen we have no choice war will kick off at the end of the first act. Mm. But Can you imagine if it didn't? Oh, shit, something must have gotten in the script. <laughs> it's a whole peaceful weekend. Um, so, yeah, we, we got, got that together, and the next bit was, like, some workshops. So all our characters were staying in dorms. Mm. So we got into the groups that our daughter characters were staying in, so, like, the, our roommates. So you're sleeping in character as well? No. Uh, this is kind of... We got into these groups, and it's like, in character, you guys have been sharing a dorm together, but we oh, don't. Oh, so it's like you're in character... You know, we sit together dorm, in a group. But like when you're actually in the dorm room, you're not in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like, hey, whilst you've been at college, these are guys you've been sharing a room with. Yeah. And we all had to like solve a problem. It's like, like basically, something happened during a celebration. Um, what did you do? Uh, or what? What? Explain how you dealt with this scenario. So for us, the question was, uh, what situation did you have to cover up? What did you have to cover up in order to prevent an international incident? Um, so we came up with the idea that we had a Brever- we had a um, Breverian person and we had a Vespari person, and we had that the Breverian person's sister said to the uh, Vespari person, "You're really backwards. You you know we need more sanctions on your country. We think you're this and that and the other because like they're like you're a hardline Vespari. That other person isn't like a hardline Vespari. They were just kind of like." oh, okay, you're coming for the wrong person because I don't really care. But then we had to cover that up from their family because their family would be like, what do you mean you're not on the side of the Why spy? didn't you defend Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we were like, had to deal with how we dealt with that whole situation. Yeah. And then we were like, how did you cover it up? So it ended up being like, I was trying to distract the family with like conversation whilst we took dealt with the sister, <laughs> took them away, dealt with all these kind of things, um, which was really fun to give us like some in-character connections. Oh, that sounds mm. very good. Yeah, there were some really fun things, like fun ideas from all, all across the different session groups. session zero almost. Yeah, there's like, yeah. yeah, it's basically like the workshops to be like, how was life before this all started? Um, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was good fun. It's a good start to it. Um, and all this was before in character. We were all out of character at this point. It was all out of character discussion. Was it all friendship and rainbows or was there some rivalries as well? There was, already, there was a few rivalries, I think, okay, straight cool. off the bat. Um, but yes, um, the next thing was get your kit on and then go stand where you think your character will be standing. So all the Vespari got together. I stood behind my liege lady who was like second in, line, second in command to the princess. Um, and then there was like a bunch of other people who were all kind of standing together and milling around. Are all your characters just simps? It's no, <laughs> I'm not a simp. It's it, it's a, a, a 
coincidence. It's a political structure <laughs> that you have to sit with it. Ah, the oldest excuse in the book. What are you talking about? You sycophant. Um, yeah, oh, diehard monarchist man. Yeah. It's so funny how I routinely play monarchists. <laughs> so anti-establishment very, in real life. I was going to say, that's very strange of me. Um, except for Brenton. Um, yeah, so we all um, kind of got into position, and then they do like a little thing. It's like, you all have finished from your officer's academy, but tonight, war will break out. Blah. Time in. Um, and then we start milling around having conversations, and this is like the first big part of the lap. Um, one fun little mechanic was that there was two, like, almost not refs, but like game masters, I guess, like, um, I guess like the LARP equivalent of the DM walking around and you could pass them messages that you wanted to send to other people. Were they dressed like the refs at, uh, Empire where they were in a distinguished No, they were in like, so basically there was a Vespari one, a Breverian one. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And there was supposed to be a Zuscan one, but they weren't available. So they were a bit more like Edward Gores than refs. Yeah, I guess, if you want to draw that comparison. Um, so it's like, if you wanted to get a message to your family, you could give it to them and they'd then write a reply for you. If you wanted to um, find some information, you could send a message through them, uh, which was an interesting mechanic, which I wish I'd interacted with a little bit more. Dear mother, war has been hard. Stay the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Lots touch, of love. Don't Do touch not my check stuff. under the bed. Um <laughs> So yeah, then it's kind of going around and conversations. So it's like, oh, are you feeling, are you okay? It's like, well, I fear that war is on the horizon. It's like, well, I don't think so. This, not the other. And going around and just having, (laughs) going around having loads of kind of in character conversations. So that's like proper time in. And then the whole thing really is like full on role play. Mm. Um, So it's conversations. All role play all the time. Yeah, basically. Nice. Um, So in this game, there's no designed fighting. Mm. but you can fight. Um, but it has to be pre-planned. Whoever is being attacked gets to say how it ends. So say I want to attack someone. I say to them, I'm, you know, I'm going to fight you now. And it's like, do you want to die? Do you want to lose? Do you want to win? How do you want this to go? Um, and then they tell you, and then you role play out, and then they fall down. Uh, you fight at quarter speed, so you have to move really slowly. Yeah, I find that putting off it... it- We'll be going from like going from lightsaber fights in like Star Wars Attack of the Clones to the like the one on a a New Hope with Obi Wan and Vader's like Jin, yeah. Jin, so I think I, I, I from what I actually had the conversation with people, they were saying what they did was they just agreed to do normal fighting before okay. they did it. Um, so as long as both people, agreed. yeah, exactly. Um, so that was the interesting thing. So it was kind of like, but the most thing is meant to be conversation map. Yeah, I would have been yeah. really taken out by lots of. Quarter, fight, uh, quarter speed fighting. I just don't think it would have hit the spot for oh, me. I suppose it's not meant to really be. It's not a combat lab. No. Yeah. It's like, that's the th- I guess that's the thing. If you like, it's just not combat. So you can do combat as part of your role play, but this whole event is not around combat. I'm guessing if anyone had a weapon, it had to be melee and you couldn't just go across the room and shoot them with a crossbow. I guess if you spoke to them before, you could. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly, because these have to be pre-planned and pre-arranged. Yeah. Quarter speed crossbow with someone like, in theatre oh, well, black I just guess holding you, it. I, I guess you couldn't fire the crossbow, but you could be like, "I'm going to shoot you with a crossbow." I cool. feel yeah. like I don't, I don't, I didn't ask because that game come up. But so I feel imagine, like, like I want to fight you. Okay, assassinate me though. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So that's the really interesting thing about this whole lap, and that took me ages to get used to. Was this idea of being open? Mm. So you would say to people, "I kept overhearing." Oh, by the way, I'm like betraying you behind your back. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Um, oh, that's really interesting. If you want to find out, that'd be cool. We can work out a dramatic way for you to find that out. And I kept being like, 
There's so like real improv acting more yeah. than anything. It's full like, on like you, you people know precisely what's going on. Um, mm. And I was trying to be sneaky. And then when I realized that's not the that's idea. That's not the point. Yeah. Um, I was oh, because like, oh. I was thinking that. I was a bit concerned when they called you out for not being a real nice guy. Yeah. Well, you know, when you were saying, that, oh, you're nice. Oh, well, anyone knows that that's not true. And I'm like, well, that's metagaming, surely. But this is this is well, the Well, that's metagaming. the thing. It's like the metagame is almost part of it. It's like, because yeah. we had conversations like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So I had spoke, someone I spoke to was going to be our rival. We would decide about doing fights and stuff. But then we just didn't end up doing it. Our characters didn't go that way. But we were just being so, everyone was being really open, like, oh, yeah. so I'm doing this, or hey, I think my character's falling in love with you, is that something we, you want to do? Do you want to have like a dramatic thing, ending and stuff like this? Which was like really interesting, yeah. really counter to anything I've kind of come into before. I love how all these different LARPs seem to like have such massively different takes on... LARP? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's like when we got to iLARP, we were like, oh, this yeah. is... So it sounds different. amazing, I love. I really want it's to go. It's so different to this. And then we got to this and I was like, oh, this is also entirely different, like a completely different mm. style of LARP. But also I gather this isn't actually quite, this is a fairly common style of LARP, uh, is the what like pre-written characters, okay. organising stuff beforehand kind of thing, which mm. I think is interesting. I, sounds like a murder mystery night. <laughs> I think I prefer the sound of the Empire style LARP where it's like, goes as you go along, you actually have to mm. outwit someone secretly. I think, yeah, I do, but yeah. I think I think everything has its merits. And I think, to be honest, I probably want to introduce a bit of my experiences here as I've been thinking about this, to Empire. Ooh. Yeah. And having conversations with people and being like, hey, uh, I yeah. think I want to do this. Well, the great role play with you, with Nietzsche and Tristan. That was set up. When, yeah, exactly, yeah. that was set up when, you know... And all was, that behind the scenes stuff. It was a really good part of the weekend. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and think, it still took everyone around as by surprise. I, I knew about Man of the Orc from E from E3 yeah. that he was going to be there for E4, so I already knew bad, what was going to happen. So I had time to think about how I'd respond to that situation, you know. I think, to be honest, it's something, the more I've thought about it, since the more I have time to digest it, the more I'm like, actually, I think that's something I want to take forward. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's and, a good way of developing proper, like, interactions and drama. Yeah, exactly. And be like, hey, I, I'm doing this, that and the other. Mm. Or even be like, hey, do you want to know something Yeah. to help inform your IC decisions or do you, like how you'll respond to it or this mm. and the other? Um, I think it's probably a good way to avoid any like OC upset with stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a good way to make sure that everyone's comfortable with the sort of role play that's going mm. on as well. To like, yeah. have those OC conversations on the downline. Yeah, to be like, hey, um, I want to poison you. Yeah. Um but can, I don't want to like. But I don't want to. Can I try and poison you and you not realize it's me? Because I can understand some people won't be happy with that. Because they're like, well, I'd rather try and find out in character and stuff. And I think it's a fine line to walk. But it's something I would like to bring forward. I mean, I don't see any in character reason why you would do it. But you could try and poison me. I mean, I don't know where you're going to get poisons from if not me. It'll be very. But... We've discussed this before. We'll buy them from you and then poison you with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? My new character could be that oblivious, especially if you like say, oh well, you know, I'm going to buy this poison. I'll give you the money, but if I buy you a drink, will you not ask why? <laughs> And she'll be like, sure. Yeah, sure. Pulls it into drink. Drink this. All right. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, look over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems like waste of good poison, though. <laughs> well, no, because I'll also know the antidote, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, pull out the antidote. You fucked that, didn't you? Um, yeah, but like, like, actually, I was just playing oblivious the whole time. Yeah, and exactly. in order to learn the antidotes, you have to learn the poisons uh, and vice As you were putting the poison in mine, I put the poison in your drink. I've taken the antidote. You're fucked. <laughs> um, well, I, I've had this. I've spoken about this before, the idea of being um, a an in-character assassin. Yeah, uh, but speaking. It would to, definitely have to be an OC. Yeah, but speaking to people, be like, "Hey, are you bored of your character? Do you want to out of character organize your assassination for but something?" But then trying to get away from the in character police. <laughs> oh yeah, but you like just don't get caught. It's fine. <laughs> I think if 
heard crime in empire if it's done well the militia love it yeah but i was yeah. just thinking it'd be quite funny to be like hey you order your character want to go out dramatically talk to me and i'll organize your in character assassination how do um, you get that message across just post it on facebook uh we yeah. all, anonymously. <laughs> oh, I suppose, yeah. yeah we also might have this thing called a podcast yeah hey guys no, i'm not an assassin no if you yeah, want you the, if that. you want the jolly jackdaws to kill your character get in touch yeah you <laughs> we're know. not assassins we made that clear last event but <laughs> if money true. gets that tight also <laughs> I, I don't actually know any poison recipes currently okay anyway we're I mean, getting I off track have, again yeah sorry every yeah. sorry lap, every, it's just it's so exciting every lap conversation takes yeah. the fucking empire um anyway so yeah the a lot of it was now kind of in character discussions and talk about stuff so i had some really interesting interactions uh with quite a few people um i was talking to the people from the bavarian confederation um we were talking about um you know different ways of life and i was kind of odd oh, the funniest one was there was a squire who came up to me i was like hey you like being really disrespectful All right. i was like hello my friend are you well he spoke to me before he's like i'm gonna hate your character because you're noble, I'm not. I was like, cool. See, I like that, because then someone comes up to you with attitude and you know it's just in yeah. character. But I, I was like, I'm not going to give you anything to work with. Yeah. I'm just going to be really nice and really charming. <laughs> and we were kind of had this really fun conversation where he was like, oh, you know, screw you for being a noble. And I was like, oh, no, I don't have to get so upset. About what, you know, he was like, well, you know, what have you ever done for the common folk? Oh, I've spent the last decade um, stitching them up, giving them money to rebuild their houses and making sure they are doing well from the things of war. What have you done? Well, I'm here. How did you get here? Oh, my whole village was bankrupt sending me here. Oh, so you bankrupted your whole village? Oh. <laughs> Just to be here. Just to be to, here. To, oh, talk, yeah, but I'm like a to folk. be a dickhead I'm to like, me. I'm like a hero for them. I'm like, ah. Is that feeding them? No. Just a really funny interaction of just me being like... That sounds hilarious. Just actually being like, trying to be really nice. Be like, hey, I just want to help the common folk too. We're, we're aligned. I don't want them to suffer from war. Which is a really good, fun interaction. I mean, um, I'm yeah. just a nice guy. I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm just a nice guy. Not but gaslighting at all. Definitely didn't attack a hospital. <laughs> Spoilers. Please, um, please comment if you want just a nice guy t-shirts with Morgan's face just on Just a them. nice guy. Or any other t-shirt ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice guy. I just want an easy life. Yeah, um, <laughs> all the tr- Morgan all, all the catchphrases. Um, I, I just want to leave this goddamn town. <laughs> I hate this town. Um, yeah, so following that, um, also conversations with someone from the Zuskan expedition who was very pessimistic about the prospect of war. They were like, oh, you know, it's going to happen. And everyone's going to suffer. And I was like, oh, well, it doesn't have to happen. But if it does... Who do you think would got the best chance of winning? And we spoke about it. And I was like, well, if we've got two people to push very hard against one, and then it's just two people, we can kind of finish off quite quickly. My money's on the Zuskins. Um, well, they won, they won the last two events. Um, and then they were talking about maybe you can set off controlled fires, that little combat to keep everyone distracted and let the machines run out of energy. Um, so that was a good conversation. And then at one point I'm chatting to the princess, and then Ooh. someone runs through with a crown. And says, Your Majesty, the Queen is dead. Long live the Queen. Long live the Queen. She took a knee and presented the crown to the princess who is now the Queen. Mm. And we're like, well, what? Cool. Oh my. She starts crying, obviously, because mum's dead. And she's like, what's happened? It's like the, there was this, there was a. Uh, that group. must be the most confusing mix of feelings. I mean, like, my mum's dead, but I got a promotion. Like, what? I got a promotion. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but the, the, it was really weird. So then there was meant to be this kind of, delegation from all the different nations coming mm. and we found out it had been attacked and the queen had died mm. during this attack and then everyone's going oh, okay 
shit. That means war's coming. Yeah. And we're like, well, who did it? We don't know. Well, you had to bloody well, we, do we, it, We, we need to you? find out. And we kept asking, kept talking to people, right, in the case of war, what are we going to do? How do we stop this? How do we lock this down? Bavaria, Zuskins, let's try and stop this war. Um, some of the Zuskin expedition have been assassinated. Some of the Bavarians have been killed. Shit. What? Who did it? No one knows. Shit. And shit. It, and in shit. the confusion, it's just like war is beginning. And then a formal declaration of war from the Vespari is given to the Queen by the general. The general of the Vespari armies has been like, we're sending, we're going to war. We've declared war. And the Queen's like, cool. Off we go. Then I had a conversation with the Bavarian guy. He was like, sorry, not a Bavarian guy. I spoke to, oh yeah, I spoke to a Bavarian guy who wanted to try and get his uh, parents to safety because his parents were, one was Vespari, one was Bavarian. And he had a sister who was my rival and they are like, we need to get our parents to safety during this war. They're putting troops in this part. They're going to get killed. And then we had, um, I was speaking to a, a, someone from Bavaria who was saying like, hey, uh, Vespa's fucked. But if you join us, we can take out the Zuskins. So then there's all these ally ships being made. I'm like, right, okay, maybe I should side with the Bavarians. I spoke to the Zuskin spymaster. I was like, maybe we should side with the Zuskins. And then in the end, I was like, I think the Zuskins got the best chance. So I'm going to side with the Zuskins to get them to overwhelm Bavaria and maybe Vespar as well, because they just need to finish this war as quick as possible. And that's kind of like Act 1. So we've kind of summarised that and got to that. But So that was like the first part. It was quite good fun. So mm. did you just booze it up for the rest of the night and make some new friends? Yes. It's mostly just chilling, really. I um, do love a bit of a chill. Was, mm. there, was, there, was there a bar? Was it bring your own booze? No, it's uh, so it's catered, but no alcohol. Um they ask you not to get because we're all in kind of like the same places. So like, if you want to be quiet, be here. But there's like a an area you can go to be loud if you want. Cool, oh, but, not too, nice. but not too loud because you want to be loud. Tom, you can't leave the loud area. But I'm not. Dr- <laughs> no, Tom, you have to. Even in the loud area, you'll be too loud. You have to go into the car and pick up, and just use the phone. We'll have you on speakerphone. Um, otherwise, you'll wake everyone up. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was the end of Act One. Um, Thoughts so far? And hmm? scene. And scene. Um, it was good fun. It was daunting, kind of coming into it. It's the same with everything. My role play engine, trying to fire them up and get going, but daunting to get going. Mm. Um, you sound and, like it took a bit longer than the other LARPs to get revved up. We, to be fair, that that came more in on the second day. The first day, it was very much um, business as usual. Cool. But because Empire, you can kind of slowly ramp up. I knew more people, so I can kind of soft transition. It's yeah. easier. Whereas this is like, on your marks, it's like, go. And I'm like, mm. I don't know really anyone. Cool. Um, so it took a bit while to get going, but then eventually I was in full swing. I was making plans and scheming and crossing. How was the bunking situation? How does it feel to be in a bunk bed at the age of 25? Yeah, I've done it before. I've been to hostels. Cool. Um, it's fine. It was really comfortable. Top bunk, bottom bunk. Top bunk, very worried about snoring and waking everyone up, but I, th- I think I did okay. Did you need to get up and pee? That's always no. the worst in the no, top No, I bunk. was fine. You, why are you asking me all these questions? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a bit of a weird line. I, I brushed my teeth. Um, <laughs> now that we've talked about the luck, can we talk about the bedtime? I, I wore my pyjamas. Um, <laughs> did you have a little hat? I, I didn't have a hot water bottle. Do you have old man pyjamas with a little hat? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I put a little hat on. A little hot cocoa. I went, as I slept, with little zeds coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Make sure my little Morgan safe off on his journeys and adventures. I worry about you when you're not. I brought I brought my dog Bronte to put on the end of the bed so I can feel comforted. She just I put picked her out of my suitcase and brought her off the bed. She wasn't happy about being in my suitcase. Um, yeah, no, I slept fine. <laughs> Thanks for so much concern. Well, I can go to sleep now, knowing I didn't let you go off to a dangerous situation. Thanks. Cheers, Dad. Thanks. Uh, 
uncle. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Everyone's uncle. uncle. Um, yeah. Plus, it's, if I want to go to this lap, I want to know how well I'd sleep. Yeah, no, it's really it's it's well accommodated. Um, I, think I don't. You're a very light sleeper, then. I am an incredibly light sleeper. Definitely do earplugs. Like um, I woke up in a puddle once. I woke up straight away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So woke up the next day. Um, bit of breakfast and then getting ready for. How was breakfast? Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Continental breakfast. <laughs> it was a lovely continental breakfast. There was a selection of juices, hot chocolates. Things like I can't afford to go abroad spending all my money on life. I, I want to know what mine and Kerry's options are. <laughs> um, they catered, like, to be fair, they catered, they catered for different dietary requirements as well. Lovely. So vegan things, gluten-free things. It was, it was very suitable for all. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Laps and Taps and Holidays. Yeah, Jesus. But what were the bathroom facilities? <laughs> <laughs> they had showers. Uh, yeah. uh, they had uh, toilets as well. <laughs> clean. Very inaccessible. What? Clean? Yes. Good. Yeah, they were clean. Well, well, you've heard this here, folks. You've got Morgan's seal of comfort approval. Oh, God. Accessible. Those you can get in without stairs. No. <sighs> <laughs> Sturdy locks. No locks. On the toilets. <gasps> on the toilets. There, was, there, was lo- there was locks on the toilets. Okay, thank you. No locks in the bunk rooms. And we're off to day two. He's just had his croissant. I'm ready <laughs> his to start the shit. day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Act two. Fuck me. So, um, wars happened. Now, as I'm to believe the first time they ran this, they didn't do any, what we're going to talk about, workshops. So it all happened on the Saturday. Saturday morning was act one. Saturday afternoon was act two. Okay. But for this one, they did a bunch of workshops in between. The, the way it starts is every nation has three territories. One that represents your people, one that represents your morale, and one that represents your military strength. Cool. And then each member of each nation gets two beads. Getting your balls out. Oh, my God, Tom, please. Can, um, you, just, can you just finish a sentence, Tom? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> two little glass beads uh, in the colour of your nation, so red, blue, and yellow. And each one by one, you go up to this. There's this big map that shows all the territories. Cool. And there's nine bags, three for each nation, each one representing a different um, thing, like a different, like either the people, the morale, or the military. Yeah. And you put your bead in one of the bags. If you put your bead in your own, one of your own nation's bags, that counts as a defense. If you put it in someone else's bag, that counts as an attack. Okay. Um, and then they count the beads at the end to work out, you know, if there's more attacking than defending, whoever had the most attacking in that bag wins that so- territory. If you put your beads into, like, another nation's morality bag, would that be like, what's it called, when bards try and intimidate people? Intimidate? Or hurt, hurt them Yeah, so basically the, the thing is, like, you've damaged... Yeah, cut uh, vicious mockery. Yeah, that's the one. It's kind of like you're, you're affecting... So it would be like... You're doing um, anti-propaganda. It would, it, it would be like... Um, you remember the Nazis did those things during World War Two where they were bombing national sites in the UK which had yeah. strong significance ah, so culturally. not an attack on people attack on like, demoralisation yeah, yeah so it was like de- to demoralise people so that was the idea so it was like right. things so we had like the vault of Hall of Kings which is where you had loads mm. of historical artefacts for like kings and stuff um, and then but basically we had this thing, thing where the queen told us where to go mm. so she told me and someone else to defend part of the land but then one of the uh the other nobles. I feel like she needs to take some time off to recover from the grief of her mum dying. No, it's war. No. War has arrived. There's no... No. I don't think she's thinking rationally right now. Oh, interestingly, she's not because war makes her insane. (laughs) That's part of her character. Also, parental murder. When war happens, she goes crazy. 
Um, and well, she, doesn't everyone? She go a it was crazy. like her character. Her the character brief for that character is that fighting makes your blood boil and you go mm. into a, like a ceaseless rage. So, so it's, just, it's just compiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like she's um, from Brooklyn. It's really funny seeing all the pictures of the different... Brooklyn rage? Sorry. I don't get the reference. Yu-Gi-Oh abridged, but anyway. Oh. That's what a really obscure reference. Why the reference. fuck are you making a Yu-Gi-Oh reference? <laughs> a Yu-Gi-Oh abridged who, reference? Who, who was that for? <laughs> Myself. If anyone, any of you listeners... Recognise that reference. I'm sure we have Yu-Gi-Oh fans, but... Yu-Gi-Oh, no, Yu-Gi-Oh Bridge. Bridge. What's that? It's basically where they put it on YouTube, but they take off the actual dubbing and dub it in a jokey way. <laughs> Brooklyn Rage is the most powerful rage. Oh, so niche. Yeah, um, that's so niche. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, good Lord. Congratulations to anyone who got that. You win a cake. I cannot even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, the Queen's Blood the Queen's Mad, It's really funny looking at the pictures of the different queens and their interpretations and how, like... Furious, they look. It's really. Who cool. did he actually come with pictures? This time, there was no photographer. Sadly, oh. the previous events had photographers. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, they're pictures of skinny-legged Jubay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that his official character name, <laughs> skinny-legged Jubay. Um, so we were told by the Queen to defend some sites, but then the Lady Paramount said to us, "Hey, just just do a bit of attacking in Bavaria." Does she usually speak in ASMR? She was. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Lobs and Tops ASMR. Um, edit that out, Jesus. I hope you enjoyed that. No, keep it in. <laughs> that one's for the patrons. <laughs> Gross. Um, so yeah, the, the the lady Paramount said, "Hey, whispered conversation." She was like, "Make sure you vote to attack somewhere," despite what the Queen had said. And I was like, "Yeah, cool, that's fine." I wasn't going to listen to the Queen anyway, so that works mm. for me. Um, so did some attacking, and then we all went round. And you were allowed to do something called scouting, so you can put your hand on any one of the nine bags. And get a feel for how many beads are in it. <laughs> it sounds dirty. I'm sorry. Filth. Absolute <laughs> filth. So you have a feel. So you've been feeling these bags, you, you right? Cop, you cop a feel and you're like, <laughs> how's it feeling? They're really lumps. Oh um, no, this is a concern. Try and judge based on the number of lumps whether or not you want to be a <laughs> Grow up. Um, <laughs> Never. So after we'd basically voted, they took the count of all the different things and then they arranged the map to show us what territory had been lost, what had been gained and who was winning. So how was the map looking for Ooh, you guys? That's an interesting way. I was wondering how they would get around doing the war. Yeah, so they show you the map and they yeah. go, right, what's going on? Vespar had lost territory, but we'd gained it somewhere else. Um, we know, in fact, I think we'd lost two things, but we'd gained one thing somewhere else. So we had a total of two, but one of them was like newly acquired territory. Mm. Um, and then the Bavaria, I think, only had two territories, and the Zuskin expedition had four, so they were doing really well. Okay. So that's when Jubei went, I'm going to back the Zuskins and make them win, because otherwise war's going to go on for too long. The whole thing, like, get one nation to smash them to pieces, was the idea. Mm. Um, then the next stage is, like, the workshop bit, and what they do is they pick three places on the map where everyone has fought. They pick um, somewhere to have conversation, somewhere where there's a siege and somewhere where there is a battlefield. Okay. And the workshop takes the form of you talk to people and set up scenes that happen. So I'll be like, hey, um, do you want to be at the battlefield fighting for something and we can have a conversation whilst we're there? Um, so then we go to where the battlefield's taking place and we have a fight um, and we like talk about things that happen. So this is where you can start to seed bits of plot. So okay, that's like, cool. 
Because the real meat of this is going to be Act 2, which is where we role-play. Mm. But this part of it is kind of seeding in the idea of, like, what has happened over these these eight-year war. Oh, so there's a massive time skip? Yes. So basically this part of the... This workshop takes place about, I think, four years into the war. And it's kind of like we are, we're we're all meeting these different places and we can role-play scenes for what happens. This sounds very hot, House of the Dragon. I love it. Yeah, sure, it is. Because you have these different scenes where you go to different parts of the battlefield that's taking place, you have a conversation. We, for example, we were like doing a fight to overtake a warehouse and I saw my childhood best friend and I, who had defected from Vespar to the Zuskans and I said to them, we are... Um, I'm going to help the Zuskans. The war needs to finish soon and the Zuskans have the best chance of doing so. It looks like Vesper have taken your port, but we can try and undo that. Um, so the idea was to try and kind of... I was trying to strengthen the Zuskans a little bit. Um, and then the other thing was... Um, there was a siege, so we went to have a conversation at a siege. So what we did with that was some Bavarians were sieging a Vesperi, um like military position. So we were like having a conversation with them in the siege, and we were being like, no, fuck you and go home. We'll last for years. We'll be fine. They're like, no, we've got supply lines. You're fucked. And we were like, no, we'll be fine. Um, so I had some role play there. So we interacted with that. And then the last one was like, we had met in the, the, like the Senate of Bavaria and kind of like it was a place for conversation of like, how do we finish this? Who do we help? And I did a lot of talking with the spy master. Um, so the spy master, she was like a clerk, officially just a clerk. She had no proper position. Um, but she was a spy master. So she was like controlling people and oh, doing those clerks things. and secretaries are really powerful. It's like yeah. how Stalin got all his powers. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because he was the secretary, so he knew what, what was going on, got to invite people places. So. Well, this was the whole thing, right? So I was working with, oh, and the character that played her, they were fantastic. Like they did a really good job. Um, were these like creme de creme role players? Since it's not much combat, it's all I think, role play. I think they are really good. Yeah, everyone was really good role players. But I think the thing so was in a smaller group, you could have more confident people who would go for that because you'd feel a bit more in the limelight. I imagine you I go guess, into it assuming yeah, that it's yeah. going to be a bit more intensive. I think so. Um, so the person that played the spy master, they were fantastic. So the spy master, she was this kind of really cold, calculating person who was kind of like never really smiled, always had a really menacing look. Sounds like a librarian. Sounds like Game a hard... off severe, terrifying, like, will kill you librarian vibe. Okay. Sounds like a hard thing to role play, because, like, how are you going to oh, well, have no. interactions with people? Because the person, they were lovely. Yeah. Like, they were really nice to chat to. Um, and it took me a second when I saw them in character. And I saw uh, saw their character. I was like, who is... Oh, God, it's them. Yeah. Like, it took me a second because they were so different. Because like, they had, like, a costume that kind of only their face was showing. Kind of all the ha- hair was back. Um, and the character she played, she was terrifying. Mm. Um but yeah, that was really good. We had some role play, and I was like, "So, Spymaster, how can I help the Zuskan expedition? Because I think you guys have got the best chance of winning. We need to overwhelm everyone else quickly. Uh, how can I make sure you guys win as quick as possible?" Um, now there had been a treaty. The treaty was that no one would attack anyone else's people. I spoke to some Zuskans, and they were like, "If you quote unquote attack our hospital, then." we can say you broke the treaty and it gives us a reason to come in and deal with Vespa. Okay. And I was like, okay. So what the idea was, I would take my troops, go there, and then we wouldn't fight. Make a bit of a show of it. Make a show of it, break the treaty by drawing blood and then leave. Give someone a paper call. I hope you're going to need a lot of red crayon. (laughs) What? 
Drawing blood. No, we actually had to draw blood. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, to break the treaty. Um, so we got to the um, the thing and we were like, right, cool. Um, that's the that's the idea. I'm going to try and invade the hospital, which was good fun. Mm. And this is where I went, oh, I should be open about this. I was starting to think, like, I'm supposed to be telling people what I'm doing. So after all this role In play... In character or out of character? Out of character. Oh, yeah. So after all that this, we get sense. back together to do the second round of votes for where we're going to take our troops. Um, so we sit there again, we get our instructions, and I'm like, I'm going to tell the hospital. I don't tell anyone at this point. It's like, I'm going to tell the hospital, but I'm going to do something else as well to kind of throw them off the scent. And then when it came out that someone had tell the hospital, everyone was furious. And I said, out of character, I feel like I'm supposed to have told you this. So I'm going to tell you now, I was the one that attacked the hospital. Um, but I've been really sneaky to try and stop you finding out. And they were like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll role play that and see how how we find out. Okay. I like how everyone's like, fucking, who attacked the hospital? It was me. Oh, oh cool, cool. Let's <laughs> go in. Nice, nice know. Yeah, like, we spoke out of character and we were this, like... This dynamic seems really... Like, it was really hard to get my head around. Seems yeah. very healthy, though. Well, it was. I was literally like, I have, I have betrayed the kingdom. Uh, but I don't want but you to find out. But you've got open communication and about it. And you're just it, a nice so. guy. I'm just a nice guy. I spoke yeah. to my um, rival and I said to her, I said, hey, if you want to find out, I'm cool with that. Like a big dramatic exposure, which unfortunately never happened. But we were like, big dramatic exposure would be fun. Um, but then what we did was we role-played the hospital scenario. So this was quite fun because what I did was like, I'm going to go in disguise because I don't want anyone to know I've done this. Take moustache, glasses. Well, I went to get I went to get changed. I took off my red hood. Oh, I ditched the red hood for a big red scarf that was like very dramatic and cape like. Uh, I went no back, capes. I took off my surcoat and I put over a um, tunic, and they put over my big blue cloak and had their cape hood like deep over my face. Um, and then we did the hospital thing, and I was like, "It seems like there's a lot more troops here than we were expecting," and they were like well, I think it's about time you turn around. And it's like, well, would you consider this treaty broken? We, they both went, not until there's blood drawn. I held my, no, someone held, someone from our side held their hand out. Someone over there held their hand out and we cut each other's arms. Like blood brothers. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> the treaty is broken. Blood has been drawn. <laughs> yep, we're going to leave. And then we left. And then there was a lot of drama. It was like, who the fuck invaded the hospital? Obviously, the Zuskans knew. It was me. Um, but it was like, well, who invaded the hospital? What the hell has happened? Um... There was a kind of a lot of back and forth about... Um, it's so interesting thinking how to play it when you know that you obviously invaded mm-hmm. the hospital. They know that you invaded the hospital, but they've got to like, act like they don't know. Yeah, exactly. But then without... But like, yeah. it's, it's really funny because it sounds complicated, but at the same time, like, we we kind of already do that a lot. Like, because I definitely yeah. do kind of like, um, you know, I, you know, Eternals don't exist. But I, in character, I'm like, the Eternals are real. I know yeah. who they are, and I'm already acting on information that I know is false. It's just doing that even, it's, do you know what I mean? You're kind of already doing it a little bit. It feels weird to do, but you're like, no, this is fine. <laughs> like, it's it's not actually that strange. Okay. Um, it worked out really well. And I, again, it's something I really want to bring forth into other roleplay games. Like, even in D&D, being to people, hey, I want to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. Because then you can, you, know, you can have, like, in D&D, for example, those moments that are ruined by that one. Oh, they're the worst. Like, you're having a big confrontation, and you can say to someone, like, hey, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would like to have a confrontation scene where we don't necessarily have any rolling dice conflict, but we have a big argument. Maybe I punch you in the face and walk off. Yeah. And then you can go, like, oh, yeah, that would be a really cool moment. And you roll So you you agree with your DM or DM and the other player, and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Or even having the argument with the DM, maybe. What do you mean? Well, like, if I want to have an co- um, um, argument with an NPC. Basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that conversation yeah. beforehand and be like, hey, just because I think it'd be impactful. It's like, yeah, awesome, we'll do that. Um, or that won't quite work because of X, Y, and Z. But having that conversation, I think, yeah. is something I definitely want to take forward. 
Yeah, um, you can't just smack this person because they're secretly a dragon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you couldn't fucking try. Oh boy, here I go smacking <laughs> them again. I, I, I think, they're not just going to like To be fair, I think that's probably why it works better for PvP because mm-hmm. it means you can do PvP in a healthy way without getting anyone upset and I think that mm-hmm. worked really well here. Um, we had a massive confrontation outside where one of the uh, Vespari was showing dissent and they were kind of being sent off because they had fallen in love with the Zuskin and it was kind How of like they? They, refused, they refused to kill their family who had been become traitors. And You're exiled to the other part. side of the car park. Stay there and think <laughs> about what you did. You had feelings. How dare you? <laughs> and um, you just went looking at them. There was one Zuskin just over there waiting. <laughs> the only other person at the car park is Tom because he's too loud to be in the room. <laughs> Tom, you're definitely everyone. We're not even like it's it's the middle of the day, and yet somehow you're, you're disturbing people. How are you doing this? Um, so yeah, th- there was a lot of more role play, some uh, really interesting descent. I really enjoyed the. Uh, oh, I was with my rival who ended up having an argument with the first citizen of citizen of Bavaria. I was want like, a rival. It was fun to have yeah. a rival. It's like Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Do they just come at every worst possible moment? It's like, oh no, I'm at low HP. Here is, I am. How, how are you like so, like somehow exactly at the same level as me? <laughs> the thing is, we never actually. I'm really. That's one thing I wish we'd done a bit more as a rival stuff. But it never naturally happened. We ended up being more like we were working together. Um, so yeah, we had a few more romping situations. I had a conversation with my rival who was like, "You're not going to betray us, are you, Jubei?" And I was like. This war needs to end. <laughs> That's all I said. You should put just said, yes. <laughs> I already have. Um, so we had some more dramatic roleplay. And then we kind of, we got we ran out of time, but I spoke to the, the Lady Paramount and the Queen. I was like, hey, I would like to have defected. Because you have the option to defect to another nation between mm. like uh, scenes. And I said, I would like to have defected already. How do you think you found out? And we were like, I reckon that um, your, um, what is it? Yeah, my trainer had told me to run because he found out she found out that the lady paramount had found out so i was fleeing on a horse the queen found out and they were sending like dogs and horses after me as i was like riding for my oh, life oh wow that's cool yeah that was like the scenes like i'm riding for my life to get away from them it shows the real power of imagination with this and yeah. the fact that you don't have to see it because it's time skippy like hot d you can just picture it exactly you, it's not like empire where you actually have to get on a horse and <laughs> actually act that all out. the horses are dead but all <laughs> oh, the horses are dead um yeah so we kind of um well, oh and also i forgot to i forgot to mention this loads of conversation okay. with people about like hey vespar's fucked bavaria's fucked zoskins are fucked everyone we need fucked. to like make like a separate group to try and sort them all out. What, you mean like a union? Like a union. The union keeps us strong. Um, we called ourselves the Continental Union because um, obviously it was the continent. And it just sounds like a hotel. I'm sorry, yeah, I'll say it does. sounds like a hotel. Um, or but, at least a breakfast. But we... Um, Croissant. We'd have this conversation because um, Bavaria had, elect, had basically made a first citizen who was like the first amongst equals which was basically a despotic dictator. They were kind of doing whatever they wanted. They were assassinating rivals to get through progressive policies that helped people, but they were killing people. So good intentions. Yeah, but they were just a despotic dictator doing what they wanted. (laughs) So it was kind of like, hey, that's not good. Um, But they were a nice guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just opened a can of worms there, Gary. They killed their own mother in order to... Yeah, but do you know that nice guys... Let's not go into the nice oh, guy I thing. See what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So they killed their own mother. Yeah. So their lovely. So their estate would get taxed ninety five percent. There's a lot of matricide. Mm. And um, their, so their, their their mother's estate would get taxed ninety five percent. So it would go to the state. So the people would be helped. 
So it was like very kind of like, oh yeah, I killed her to help the people. <laughs> it was all like hush hush. Because that's not know. psychotic thinking at all. Absolute despot. It was brilliant. What if it helped feed the people? But this was the this was the point they're making, and I was I could like, feed the people you. <laughs> One life versus millions. This was the position they were standing on. I can kind of see their point. I think it's wrong, but I can it's understand their perspective. Very. Oh my god! It's like a political thriller game. But that's the thing. It's, it's a philosophy because it's kind it's of like, like the, the train on you know where you, you can pull a lever to either kill one person or let the train keep yeah, going and it kills three. The argument was kind of like the point we were making is like, but you prefer say you're a democracy, give the people the option to choose. Yeah. Like, and the point someone made was like, what you're saying they would choose to starve. And it's like the people don't just need grain. Like, I mean. They might not. They might not choose to starve, but the point is to give them that choice in the first place. Yeah, but also it's like, yeah, but they, it, hang on. There also, might there, need, there might be a third option. Yeah, there might. Yeah, exactly. There might be needs beyond food that they want. I'm so sorry. Now I want the. It's slow- all right. Just let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Yeah. I now want the union slogan: "Grain for gains." Grain for gains. <laughs> no um, grain, no gains. So what happened? We came to the defective part, defecting part of the event, and we were all sat down. It's like anyone who would like to defect, defect now. And then a bunch of people went to make a fourth group. This is not the first time a fourth group has made a Three Kingdoms. I love that there's the possibility of just having a fourth group. We literally group. just walked off and we called ourselves a Continental Union. We've been canvassing for the whole fucking second workshop, being like, join the Union, join the Union. We had a few spies in the other nations to keep them there. But we were like, join the Union, join the Union. And when it happened, the Game Master kind of looked at everyone, looked at the book, just threw it in the air, shrugged, and went, well, fuck. <laughs> because, <laughs> because his book just doesn't help for this situation. He was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like the the, the This the, is the problem with any kind of role-play game. It's yeah, so hard the, to predict what's going to happen. All the prep goes out the window. As like, I suppose the more players you have, the more uh, likely there's going to be. Actually, no, it seems the less players you have, the more likely we're going to uh, do something completely stupid. It's like... Empire goes smoothly. Uh, did you just say Empire goes yeah, smoothly? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, are you on crack? What are you, you talking about? Empire? Has there ever been a, like a scenario where the whole town just goes to a confrontation and the crew's like, oh, we yeah. better get but changed But there has costumes. been a scenario where a group of Bravos attended an election fully armed and stood behind. The, <laughs> the Jolly Jackdaws had nothing to do with that. With that, that was clearly the Jackdaws of the Jolliness. <laughs> the swine. Oh, I love this. You need different masks for the Jackdaws of Jolliness. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we kind of had defective. The game master was like, what the fuck do I even do? So the concept we came up with was the Continental Union had run back to the Academy. We'd gone back to the academy, we'd started the refugee camp for all the refugees from war, and we'd all gathered, and we were all living there. We'd run out of food, we'd run out of medicine, we'd run out of money. We are all in a terrible way. So at this point, I got rid of all my fancy kit. I replaced it for my, like, baggy trousers, my old white LARP shirt, and, like, a little cape. And I was just kind of like, I am fucked now. I've had to sell my nice things. I love that. Yeah. Like, like, um... Presenting a character through costume change. Yeah, really subtle costume change. I still like how you had the little cape. Yeah, a little cape. Like a little no, cause hero. It, no, because like, when everyone... Because basically the way we set it... Because you're supposed to do like a procession coming through. But the way we did it was the Continental Union were already there. So we were all hanging out. I just had my hood over my face trying Ooh, to avoid the contact, like eye contact with the Queen. Because she wanted my head. So I was just kind of yeah, like... like I'm, I'm not here. Um, and then everyone started filtering through. And here to discuss peace, basically. Um, the leader, The first citizen of Bavaria stood up and did a big speech... We will be kinder to you than we have been to our vassals in the past. We will make sure we come to amicable agreements and deals and conclusions. I'm sure um, they're a very trustworthy individual. The union yeah. slogan, we are nice guys. <laughs> no, this was the Bavarians, not the oh, union. Oh, fair enough. The union didn't get to talk because we had no land. 
Um, we literally were just hiding. We were a massive refugee And that's refugee how nice camp. the Bavarians are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what was really interesting about this, so this is when the role play kind of kicked off, right? So this was when we kicked off when we started having more conversations about, um, you know, what are we do about the war? What does this peace treaty entail? And the union, we all just kept walking around and talking to the leaders and being like, make sure you deal with this. Hey, we've started the peasants' revolt. If you don't do what we want, the peasants are going to revolt even more. Because um, that was another thing we did. We spoke to the game designer and we're like, hey, can we start a peasants' revolt? He's like, yeah, sure. So he was like, oh, there's a pe- there's pamphlets going around. Peasants are starting to kick off. And we were like, if you don't deal with this, you're not going to have anyone helping you anymore. Um, and then we were like, right, okay, there's three people we need to kill. <laughs> we need to kill the spymaster. We need to kill the first citizen. And we need to kill... Um, the queen? Uh, the queen. Because the queen was... Oh, no, not the queen. The first lady. Ooh. Because the queen, as war furious as she was was trying to calm things down, but the Lady Paramount was insisting on war, and we were like, we need to kill her as well. One of the Union were like, we shouldn't kill anyone. If we can't convince them of our opinion through words, our opinion is worth nothing. Did you kill them? No. <laughs> Considered it. Because um, I was like, well, that's a very noble idea, but it, these people are out for themselves. Over the course of that evening, I watched all of them die without any involvement from us. He just sat back. They're just, I, just as I was scheming, and the first one to die was the first citizen. Because what happened Good. was the first citizen <laughs> stepped forward and was like, um, You're being put on trial. And he was like, What for? I was like, You are accused of uh, matricide. Do you confirm or deny? I confirm. I killed my mother. Well, you've been accused of kill- killing senators to get your policies through. Do you confirm or deny? I confirm. I did that as well. At least he's honest. Because I could do it all. And then there was a vote for his execution. Ooh. And everyone was voting yes, yes, no, no. So it was a split. And then he voted to execute himself. <laughs> really? He was, like, he was like, I deserve to die. That wild card. And then someone jumped in and voted to not kill him. And it was just this massive thing. I was like, he needs to fucking die. <laughs> anyway, someone started to have a conversation with him. You know, why did you do it? They sat him down. He was going to be dealt with by the Senate. Why did you do it? Oh, you know, this, that, and this. He goes, not good enough, pulled out a sword and stabbed him in the gut. <laughs> Next thing that happens is that my rival, I keep calling them my rival, they weren't my friends at this point. Call him Gary. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> she was not called Gary. But, um, <laughs> she jumps in with a sword across this person's throat telling her not to move anymore. Someone put a sword against her throat to stop her doing anything. And then in the chaos, swords flew everywhere and had my friend had a throat slit and fell to the ground. It was just no. like bleeding out on the floor. Oh. So she died. Yeah. The first citizen was bleeding out but didn't die because he got medical treatment. The person who stabbed him was going to be taken outside to be executed. She went outside to look at the stars before she heard the verdict. They came out and they said, it's been decided that you'll be executed. And she goes, I thought you'd say that. Pulled out her own sword, stabbed herself before they could kill her and then died looking at the stars. The next thing that happened was a spy master who was like panicking, trying to write the treaty. She'd written a part in the treaty where, um, you know, anyone who's defected away from all three kingdoms will not be given any support. So that's all the Continental yeah. Union. When we give it any support, no help, they'll have no home. Um, we weren't happy with that <laughs> at all. Also, the person that played them, they were saying, just so everyone's aware, I don't think that stateless people shouldn't have rights. That's not something that I believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very bad thing. Um, yeah, her character, she was killed um, by the Zuskins. So I watched her die. Just watched the die. I was like, that's that dealt with. <laughs> The first citizen has basically been neutralised and been voted out of being first citizen, so he's basically dealt with. We then crossed out any of the shitty stuff that she put in the treaty. And then the Lady Paramount 
was after was like trying to do something, and then as she was doing it, um, the brother of the person the of my friend kind of came over and killed her. Mm. Oh wow! They cut her down, and her last words as she was bleeding out was, "God save the queen." And then she died. I was like, sorted. <laughs> I love the idea that you just sat there with your feet up and your hood down, like, ah, do whatever you want. Just yeah. don't involve me. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> and then, oh, and also the person that killed the... The person that fucking killed the spy master said, because I have resorted to killing you to deal with my problems, I am not worthy of life, and killed herself. <laughs> it was just a death, 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 I feel death. like more people die in this very small up than I've... Ooh. I mean, other than flying lead nightmare. <laughs> it was... It was On the brass coast in that horrible battle at E3. Can we stop talking about Empire? <laughs> Do you reckon we could go five minutes about talking about Empire? Do you think we miss it? It's I not, think we miss it a little yeah. bit. Empire is just where Empire? we have our roots. You never had to get through the longest dark, and hopefully never will again. I'm depressed enough in this normal dark. <laughs> um, so the long dark. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we after all this drama, we were kind of overwatching the, uh, the signing of this treaty. I then went to the Queen to beg for forgiveness. I was like. You know what? Everything I did was for the good of the kingdom. For the good of the realm. Bullshit. Yeah, it was basically for the good you're, of the you're realm. You're such a virus. I wanted the people to survive. Please take me back as a knight. And she was like, yes, I will bring you back in as a knight. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I also forgot to mention before Lady um, the Lady Paramount died, we had yeah. like an awesome like argument over the map. Because we stood over the map and I was like, we should deal with the Bavarians, but we should do what they say. Because they're right. And she was like, how dare you give up our way of life and our tradition. You used to be a fantastic warrior. What are you now? And I said, I don't care. We have to help people. War has been raging for two. And there was kind of this really, really cool interaction, which is really good fun. So I was kind of saying to Tom, my role playing engine kept stalling because we kept coming to like, we stopped start for the workshops and we kept going out of character and character. And I was finding it really hard to get like- a bit a, jarring. Yeah. But once we got into act two and kind of got into the full swing of it, I got really comfortable with it. I was able to do more and more. And I kind of wish I'd had that throughout, but I think if I did something mm. like this again, I'd be ready for well, it. Well, that's exactly the thing. Like, we're still relatively new to the world of LARP. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that is a question of mine. Will you want to do this LARP again now you know the plot and go from a different angle and play it? The plot's different, different well, every time. It's that's, like... Yeah, I think I probably... I would definitely consider doing it again. I think it was... Um, a very different experience. It changes every single time. The characters bring so much to it because the, the the character sheets give enough room to move for you to kind of play with it. Yeah. Um, it's like, as you were saying, it's like playing a board game over and over again, but with yeah, different people. Exactly. Playing in different Different ways. tactics, different ideas. Yeah. You see, from my description, I was a bit uh, dubious at first, but from when you describe me, I'm really keen if you do it again to go because it sounds like a fantastic opportunity to play a Game of Thronesy politician yeah. and my favourite bits of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon is the politics and uh, diplomacy yeah. and just I, being sneaky sneak. I do like the idea of being able to LARP like when in like the winter um, inside to, yeah inside yeah. Um, just to help plug the gap a little bit because it's been too long yeah, well, yeah. I mean at least we've had other stuff you've had nothing I've had nothing since E4 uh, camping in November wasn't ideal yeah, yeah I really want to go to Flying Lead Nightmare but um, we'll do it but yeah so basically we, we, we wrapped it up uh, we got the treaty signed and then at the end we signed the treaty time out and they all the leaders from each faction including the Continental Union uh, all get to the front and they say right is it peace or war and everyone said peace. It's like, right. Now everyone silently vote for peace or war with a bead in the bag. Okay. Because if someone votes for war, war happens anyway. One Ooh. person. 
Yeah, if one it's person like declares war. It's golden balls. Well, yeah, it, it basically is. But then I think there's like terms for it if that happens. Yeah. But peace was voted for and peace was decided on. So it was cool. really good fun. That was the end of it. Um, and then the thing we did, which I think was really interesting at the end, was an emotional debrief. So we all went to a room and we had a little chat. Oh, and we yeah. were kind of like, okay, so let's have some conversations. What did you like about your character? What didn't you? What? How are you like your character and how are you not like your character? What would you like to take away from this LARP that you'd like to do in your life and what would you like to leave behind? And there was like really interesting stuff. Like, yeah. you know, I, my character was ruthless, but they got things done. They wanted stuff to do. And my thing was, I said, Jibay will do whatever he can to make sure what he believes in happens. Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of opinions, but I don't necessarily put stuff into practice. And I took away from this. Maybe I should start kind of doing stuff towards them. Yeah. And it was just interesting to have that kind of time. People were kind of like... Really self-reflective and kind of therapeutic. It was then. really good. And then people were talking to each other, like, I loved how you did this. I loved this interaction. I loved all everything we did. And it was really nice. And I think it's something I'd like to do more, to have that kind of like... Because I do a bit, but we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I'm like Tristan because of this. I'm not like Branton for this. You know, all these different things. Um, and it was a really nice end to it. And then we just uh, got drunk. <laughs> we yeah. started drinking for the also, rest of the Also fun, very also, cathartic. So, yeah. so out of your characters you've made, how would you rank Skinny, <gasps> Le- uh, skinny Leg Chevet? <laughs> what do you mean in terms of how... Like, you... Just like compared to Tristan or Branton oh, or... It's like making you pick your favourite child. Um... Everyone has a favourite child. Well, That's this, this may uh, be the last episode of the season. So. I think, I think, I think that my favourite. Oh, I have no idea. Absolutely, I can't even begin to rank them. They're all good for very different reasons. They're all very different to me. Um, I couldn't pick a favourite of your characters because as much as I've heard about them, I've only met Tristan. You've only met Tristan. But yeah, I think I would like to thank everyone at Three Kingdoms for a great weekend. Uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for all the interactions um, that we had. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, if you went and you've listened to this, I hope you've enjoyed listening back and some nostalgia on it. So since we're sort of wrapping up for the year, shall we just have a quick uh, little vote around the table? What was your favourite event of the year? Because I personally just want to rave about flying the nightmare a bit more. I didn't, didn't even, even go, go to it. <laughs> no, but like I've, I was part of the recording of two out of three mm. of the podcast episodes and I've re-listened to them oh. as well because I actually really love that. I think, so here's the thing for me, I think um, I have enjoyed all of them immensely. Yeah. And I was talking about this, I, I can't work out if it's because I've been to more empires or because, for me, Flying Lead and Hoist the love them both, can't wait to do them again. Yeah. And it was like a shot of adrenaline straight into your heart. Like it was just like so <laughs> impactful all weekend and it was so like full on. Like, there's some peak moments, like sitting around a campfire, smoking a pipe, singing sea shanties with a bottle of rum in my hand. One of my peak moments of LARP of all time. Incredible. But, and also for like two weeks after Hoist of Colors, I couldn't stop thinking about being a pirate. Yeah. Flying lead, I still get upset every time I think about Father McPherson's fate. Oh, I'm devastated. As I say, I wasn't even there. But every time I think about Empire, like, my heart yearns. Oh, be back yeah, I still dream that we're going to Empire. Like, I feel like I love them all, but my heart aches. I'm like, I want yeah. to be back. Um, so it's really hard to say my favourite. I think it's they're all for different reasons. Yeah, they, they were they're vastly different systems 100%. and all good things. Like, I completely adore living and breathing Uncle Nietzsche. The moment of pride I had when my uh, cheating flock went to... And fought with Dawn and that love dwarf, outnumbering <laughs> them about 15 compared to five. And just me sat at that love door with my injured ankle in the dark, but all they could see is my shadow with smoking a cigar, cigar yes. my two 
right-hand men bringing me up my bench so I can sit down and watch made me feel like a proper Empire mob boss. On the other hand, however, as Morgan said, Flying Lead, we had so little time to prep because we had the tickets two, three days before the event. It's a whirlwind. And coming up from a basic idea of Dr. Belvedere Mm. on the podcast of maybe three different characteristics... And then listening to our listeners and people that I converse with say how they much they loved him going naturally from a sleaze bag to a hero just means so much for me. Mm. Like the how much that character was fleshed out from the skill of the Eyelock plot and just being thrown so much into the deep end really made me feel like I can do this LARP. I'm good at this LARP thing and I can't wait to get into it more next year. Yeah, absolutely. Though actually, since you've both shouted out to Empire LARP, I feel like I've yeah, got to do my due been, diligence. You've been to three. Which was your three? Yeah. Which was your favourite event? Oh well, I did. I feel like I was. I got a lot more part in the third event. I feel like it was. Um, you found your stride. Yeah, I found my stride. Though to shout out to Empire, like it, as much as it's not maybe as plot heavy as the Ilops, maybe that makes it a good way to get started. Almost just. It also means you can just go chill. And I do feel like I, I can't wait to go home to Anvil. Like do you know it, what I mean? Yes, like I've got. It's got that feeling to it. Um, I feel like. Almost. Anvil is a holiday, despite being so busy. Uh, ILARP is like a job. You're on a stage, you're performing with so much else. It's so intense. I tell you what, even from that, though, talk about all of them, though, because I was thinking about even Three Kingdoms. Three Kingdoms is the only LARP I've been to where I've been like, I want to take something away from this. See, that sounds like um, team building and kind of a job training session, but like a really fun one. Like, it sounds really good. No, but it's like taking away and being like, hey, I want to use this in LARP. Like, these ideas I've got from this, I think were really useful to take away. Um, so they've all been vastly yeah. different and so useful. Um, yeah. I hope the rest of our cast are able to get to more LARPs as well. I'm sure they're going to oh, yeah. fall in um, love. I it. hope we can try a few different ones mm. as well in the new year. Hoist the colours. I'm going to kill anyone for a ticket. No. I'm going to give Laurie and Trust That is no omission to killing anyone for a uh, hoist the colours <laughs> oh, ticket. Oh, second breakfast I cannot wait for. <sighs> I already started sorting out costume. I'm so excited. Realms really will be a massive tickets. mushroom fairy. I literally, there's so oh, much. LARP, really has, LARP has overtaken my life. I have, I have created an addiction. There is no life anymore. There what, is have you, what have you done, Tom? <laughs> what those, have you done? For those viewers who don't know, I sat down with Morgan and just said, you really like D&D. Have you ever thought about trying LARP? You seem really keen. It's like, no, that's maybe a bit too much for me. I don't know if I could get into it. It's like, you know, it's not all about combat. So we went and looked at the Wikipedias that I sent to the group. It's like, oh. And then he got lost forever. And now we, there is no Morgan, there been, is only Tristan. Now I've been to more LARPs than Tom. <laughs> more LARPs than all of us put together. Yes? Maybe. That's not hard to do when you're unemployed. Thanks for the fucking reminder. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Um, Lovely little shout out there. Uh, but yes. Um, the rest of our housekeeping... Yeah, so yeah. this is probably the last time you can hear from us for a while. Try not to miss this too much. We're taking a little break over the holidays and probably a little bit to the new year. We've got yeah. various little projects on. There might be some little bits coming out here and there, but we've got nothing just, set in stone. Just a little tidbit here and there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, LARPing season is over for... Yeah, I mean we we we've, we've really? got a lap in February, so it's you know. It's well, yeah, we've like, got we've got a one in March. Yeah, so, so. it's not really over. Well, yeah, but I mean January is pretty yeah. dry. Well, yeah, only because we're not dry January. January. Well. <laughs> There's a bunch in January. <laughs> dry January, though we will also you know have our own things going on. Yeah, there. we're probably gonna get some stuff coming out. Um, some content, some things we're working hopefully on. Hopefully getting some more skits out there. Skits we, yeah, are fun. We're yeah. working on a few um, projects that hopefully we can bring to fruition, but we just need time to develop them, get them ready to go. 
organise a whole group of people. Who Which will... means we're probably going to do them like an hour before and like, ah, that will do. So I just want to say... Um, Thanks to everyone for listening. You've yeah. made our first year of LARP fantastic. We thought That's we might okay. get one or two people curious about our frost and attack moment. We got three people. I mean, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. No, it's, yeah. it's been really humbling that people have been looking forward to listening to us froth yeah. rant so nice, and rave so nice all the interactions both in person at LARP being recognised and comments on the Facebook mm. on the YouTube anywhere it's being, fantastic being told that we're Dave's bath time listening was a oh, huge yeah. experience <laughs> yes. yeah all the shout outs from other podcasts uh, fantastic it's been beautiful thank you so much it's such so nice to be such a part of a great community we hope we can keep providing some great stuff for you you guys stay safe and have a great Christmas and New Year's yeah, we'll yeah. see you in the New Year have guys. lots of fun Thanks very much.